Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening around the world. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Alexander, and you're listening to Ivy Exec Insights, a bi-weekly podcast brought to you by Ivy Exec, an elite network of global thought leaders. You can visit us at ivyexec.com and also follow us on your favorite podcast platform. The topic of today's episode is Elevating Executive Presence, LinkedIn as your professional playground, with our guest, Melanie Wexler, career coach, job search expert, and LinkedIn strategist. Having spent 20 years as a recruiter, Melanie pivoted into career coaching back in 2017, driven by wanting to help uh, job seekers understand the job market and truly pulling the curtain open to what happens behind the scenes with the ultimate goal of helping job seekers find meaningful and fulfilling work. Her success as a recruiter was driven by her ability to get her candidates hired. It is this innate knowledge of market that she brings to her clients now as they navigate the job search process. Enjoy the show. Thank you, Alexander. Thank you so much for having me and welcome everyone. I'm super excited to be talking about this. This is one of my favorite topics to talk about, um, especially when we are in a job search mindset or we're thinking about a job search, especially as we head into the new year. And so today I wanted to talk, as Alexander mentioned, elevating your executive presence and ultimately using LinkedIn, it is your professional playground and it has a lot of possibilities. And I know what may seem like a very crowded space, there is a lot of room and opportunity to showcase yourself here and to be seen and to be found. So let's just dive right into it. So let's talk about what is your, what is executive presence first and foremost? So executive presence is defined as the ability to consistently demonstrate leadership competency, credibility, and influence within an organization and and within an organization and industry. And I would say that um, where we're at in our careers, we definitely want to be able to be at, ultimately be at this level, Um, whether that is, um, whether you're already in the executive level or you're looking to move up through the ranks in that. So kind of that is going to be really our, our grounding of like what it is that we're looking to obtain, which is really the demonstration of leadership, competency, credibility, and influence. So there's three pillars to um, executive presence, and I want to talk a little bit about those. So it's uh, the three pillars of executive presence. What are they? Um, the first one's communication. Um, the communication is your ability to express ideas and connect with others clearly, succinctly, and with cr- confidence across multiple mediums. So that may be in per- in in person, internal with internal um, stakeholders. It could be external stakeho- stakeholders. It also though could be through social media, um, speaking engagements, anything along those lines. Appearance um, is our second pillar, um, which is presenting oneself as a credible leader through your professional image, your demeanor, um, adherence to corporate culture, 
how do you appear to the outside world when it comes to your career? What, what is it that um, you, how you show up basically? And the third pillar is reputation. So it's having a recognized presence and a track record of leadership achievements that earns the trust and respect of others. So those are the three pillars um, within executive presence. And now let's talk a little bit about why, let me, oh, there we go. Why does executive presence even matter in, in this regard? So First off, there's a lot of um, personal reasons why I, why I think you want to really try to obtain this level um, of you know, presence within your career. It, first off, does allow you for career advancement into uh, leadership roles. It allows you to build authority and influence um, that will help drive change. You earn stakeholders' confidence in your vision and decisions, which allows for greater buy-in and your ability to, as a kind of going to the second point, your ability to enact change or drive that change. You manage managing talents and maximizing team potential because your team sees your level of, um, you know, quote unquote, your presence or your level of ability to make those decisions. And as I mentioned a little bit earlier, you secure buy-in for critical projects and initiatives. So that's really why having a strong executive presence truly matters, um, not only just for yourself personally, but you know internally as well as externally as well, um, from that standpoint. Now, how do we get the executive presence if we don't already have that? And let me... There we go. So the biggest thing that I, I'm a huge believer of LinkedIn. So as uh, Alexander mentioned, I'm a LinkedIn strategist. And you may ask yourself, like, what is a LinkedIn strategist? So I not only help individuals optimize their LinkedIn profiles to be seen and to be found, but I also uh, coach individuals on their LinkedIn strategy and particularly mid to senior level, executive level professionals. And the reason um, I choose LinkedIn is a variety of reasons. Um, and, you know, some people have a love-hate with it, but it is the go-to platform when it comes to that. And let me go back to that really quickly. So first off, let's just talk a little bit about there's over 875 plus million members. I think that number is actually even higher. I think we may be on the brink of 1 billion members. And you might be saying to yourself, wow, a billion members or even 875 million members, how am I ever going to like stand out in the sea of that? Like, I mean, why even, you know, why even try? And the reality is, though, even though within that millions of members on the platform, less than 1% are actually active or doing anything on the platform itself. So that there tells you that's your opportunity. That's the door that's opening. So think if one less than one person are actually utilizing the platform to beyond their profile, beyond going to that next step, one of the things you have to kind of think about is, okay, how much is that even within my own industry? And that's really where you have the opportunity to maximize your, you know, maximize your presence. It is the world's largest professional networking platform. It is where industry leaders, decision makers, and influencers connect. So it allows you to cultivate your executive presence 
I would say it's unmatched in anything else that is out there. Um, through LinkedIn, you have the ability to showcase your leadership competencies. Um, this will get more into this as we progress, but everything from profi your profile, highlighting career achievements, thought leadership content, speaking engagements, volunteer um, roles that you do, leadership uh, opportunities, things of that nature. It allows you also to demonstrate credibility, and you can do this through recommendations, endorsements, engagements on posts and articles that signal community trust and endorsement. Um, lastly, it allows you to gain influence. So networking with key voices in your field uh, will open doors and help position you as an industry leader and an authority um, within that your um, subject matter space. So talked about what a, our executive presence is, but how do we assess our executive presence? And so I think it's important to know what some of those assessment uh, attributes are. And I've broken those down here for you. So I wanna kind of talk a little bit about that. First off, communication. Uh, this can be, you know, are, are you articulate? Are you um, persuasive, concise? How are you communicating your knowledge and expertise out to the rest of the world? And right now I want you to kind of think about where you're at from your executive presence or how you're being seen on the platform, specifically with LinkedIn. Um, the other is leadership. Are you seen as a strategic thinker? Um, are you develop, you know, are you involved in developing teams or a part of team, you know, team development? So how are you showing up as a leader? And then also, again, going back to some of our pillars, what is your professional image? How are you being seen on this platform? What, how are you putting yourself out there? And I think these are, again, these are all important and these are gonna be leading up to my next question here for you that will give you some time to kind of think about. Also, what is your reputation? And your reputation is really your expertise and achievements. What are you known for? What is that secret power that you possess that makes you stand out within your field, within your industry, within your company? And then lastly, influence. Are you able to motivate others to follow your vision? So one of the questions that I would have um, if I was coaching you or when I do this, um, some of this exercises with my clients is I often ask them, you know, kind of do a self-assessment is where do you see the gaps? Where do you see gaps in if you took these areas and where are the gaps in your presence on the platform? And that's a good place to start. So you may have a really strong, say, for example, have a really strong profile. So I could understand your background. I can understand your leadership. I understand those highlights and achievements. But I don't see you commenting on any posts. I don't see you engaging with anybody. Um, I, maybe you don't even have a large network. And so that to me is gonna be then the areas that we need to focus on and allow you to start growing so that we can kind of complete that. If you looked at it almost like a circle, where are the gaps that we need to, you know, fill in the blanks to expand your executive presence? So let's talk about then a few of these ways that we can show up on this platform. The first and foremost, and this is where I always start when I'm coaching my clients, is optimizing your profile. 
So one of the things that you want to understand about having a, why you want an optimized profile is LinkedIn is 24 seven. So it's always working for you. It's always turned on. And that's extremely powerful if you really think about it. And so we can do the engagement piece. We can um, post content. We can, you know, share articles, things of that nature. But ultimately, what we're trying to do is to drive people back to our profiles. Now, if our profile is not optimized, if it doesn't convey the our personal brand, but doesn't convey the messages that the message that we're trying to, you know, to send when it comes to whether it's our executive presence or leadership style uh, opportunities we're seeking, then we're going to fail in our mission. So we have to start with that, what I call your foundation, and that is having an optimized profile. Your optimized profile is going to do a couple of different things. It's going to show you, and we'll talk a little bit more about this here. I'm going to break these down, each of these sections, is your profile set. There are certain profile sections that convey authority. The way I look at a person's profile is that each individual section is like an individualized piece of the puzzle. They should be able to stand on their own. But once we put them all together, it develops a cohesive branding message of who you are from start to finish. So what are those profile sections that are going to convey the most authority and where we should definitely make sure that we're focused on? Your headline. This is where you really establish authority. Most, this is where we always know when we land on somebody's profile, we're always going to see the headline. What does your headline say about you? Does it clearly state, um, it, does it just state the role that you're in? If that's the only thing that you have in your headline, okay. But what I want to know is how are you a game changer? What is the um, what is the problem you're solving in your industry? What are you an expert in? We want to expand beyond just the title of our role. We want to give the reader some insight into who we are. Again, can it stand on its own? If that was the only thing I read, would I be able to walk away and have a good feeling of who you are and what you bring to the table? The other sections are the about section, and oftentimes people do not do this section justice. Um, this is where you can really feature yourself as a thought leader, as an expert in your field. Oftentimes, either people leave the about section completely blank, or they treat it like a professional summary on a resume, which is function is really different. So every word we put into our profile allows us to come up in searches. It allows us to be seen. The about section is really different from a resume in the sense that I get to tell a story. You get to know who, you get to explain who you are, use first person, show some personality. What are you passionate about? What, you know, give us some of those highlights. Um, again, if this was the only thing I read, what should I know about you? Should we connect? What are you looking for? What opportunities um, are you seeking? Are you seeking to grow within your own organization and your business? Are you seeking, you know, uh, volunteer or board um, appointments? Things along those lines. Um, but use first person, show a little personality, but this is really where you're going to be able to show yourself as a thought leader. The other section, and this is a section that I often see people really underestimate the value of, is the work experience section. Um, nine, probably nine times out of 10, um, I actually haven't done that a specific um, uh, actual count on it, but most of the time when I'm working with clients, they have their positions, of course, listed in the company, 
they don't have anything else. They have no information. So now's a time that I can't, I don't need you to share, and I can tell you this from a former recruiter standpoint, I don't need you to share everything on your resume. In fact, I prefer you don't. And here's the re- from a coaching perspective, the reason I don't have my clients share everything is I want you to give a recruiter or a hiring manager a little bit um so, then we want to give them a reason to connect with you. So if we give them everything that's on our resume and just kind of, you know, every single word under the sun, well, that's going to help us come up and potentially come up in searches, depending on the words that we're using. Uh, We also want to give them a little something else. We want to extend that conversation. I'd love to see your resume. I'd love to have that conversation with you. Um, So just give me enough to know about you. But again, most of the time, these sections are blank (laughs) and we're missing an opportunity to display our achievements, uh, particular highlights in our career. What is it that we do in our role? And so this is an opportunity to take advantage of. The other section that is still really not utilized is the featured section. And this is a section you do have to add to your profile. Um, But here you can display all different types of media. So they can be links, they can be, you know, social media images, um, articles, uh, newsletters, videos of you speaking, um, portfolios. It really allows you to add anything. It's like your highlight reel. And so in more of a, think of it as a highlight reel in a visual form. It sets at the top of your profile and people can kind of scroll or swipe to the, to the right or to the left um, and get to see those, um, see you having speaking opportunities or read the article that you wrote on a particular topic in industry. This, again, is a massive miss for a lot of people. They're not taking advantage of this section by any stretch of the imagination. So I really encourage you to think about these four sections in particular. There are other sections, of course, but these are going to be the ones that are going to convey the authority that you're looking um, to, you know, looking to obtain. The other is leadership language. Um, And so one of the things that you want to make sure of, I mentioned that, you know, it depends on how we're optimizing. It does depend on the language. But are you using power words such as like transform, spearheaded, accelerated? I know that you, I don't want to encourage you to like go overboard with, you know, over the top and (laughs) adjectives. But I do want you to think about the language that you're using. What is that conveying to the reader? And this is also a good thing to just ask somebody. It could be a family, you know, a family member, a friend. It could also be your mentor, somebody in your organization. What does that message say to you or what message are they receiving when they look at your profile? That's something that's really important from that aspect. Um, the other thing that I want you to kind of think about is the images, um, this is not just, as I mentioned in the featured section, you have the opportunity, opportunity to display yourself from a very high level. However, there's other images I want you to think about. One, what does your profile picture say? Do you even have a profile picture? If not, I need to see that, I need to see your face because that's where the trust and the, um, the trust and the no come into play here is when we see somebody's face, we're 10, I think the statistic is something like 
10 to 12 times more likely to engage with that person's pro with that individual when we see their profile picture. There's also um, key elements of a profile picture. It should be well lighted. I don't want to see you in a crowd. I want to make sure I know who you are. Um, I don't want to necessarily just see the background. Um, make sure the image focuses directly on you. Um, those are some key tips when doing the profile picture. The other um, key element with your profile picture is smile. <laughs> and I know that sounds kind of silly, it may sound silly, may sound really simple, but it really is true. You want to be inviting. You really want to encourage people to come and check out your profile. And remember, this is one of the first things that they see. The other image that you can really, uh, that you can take advantage of that is often underutilized is the banner photo. This is gonna be the photo behind the profile picture. 90% um, of the time it is this blue grayish box um, with no image whatsoever, but you'll notice a difference. And I, I encourage you and I challenge you to go check out these, um, just kind of do some searches. Um, individuals with banner photos, automatically it's like an advertisement. It's like a billboard driving by, it catches your eye. We do respond differently to visual images versus just text. And so again, if I land on your profile, that's going to be absolutely, no matter how I, how much, you know, how much we try differently, it is going to be one of the first things I see. So I want now you to, you know, really hit hard in what that message is that you're trying to convey. Who are you? What is your leadership? Uh, you know, what is the type of position or role? Uh, who are you as a, you know, as a leader in your industry and as an expert in your industry? So those are some images, ideas to give you. Also, you can always go to Canva. In Canva, uh, you don't have to have the premium account. You can actually just type in leader or LinkedIn banner, and it'll give you some banner samples and play around with it. But I definitely encourage you to try to get that banner um, if you don't already have one on your profile. Okay, so now we've talked about our profile. Now, where else do we go on LinkedIn? So we want to identify influential connection targets because we're nothing without our network. So if you always gonna, as an executive in particular, as a leader in your industry, you always wanna be growing your network. This is how you exponentially grow. So sometimes it's not always about the person that you're connecting with. It's really about like, for example, you could connect with me on LinkedIn and please feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn I'm, and mention that you were part of uh, attending this webinar and in a, in a connection note. But it's really also now you become a second degree connection to my connections. And that's where the power of LinkedIn really lies. That's where you grow exponentially over time is through those connections. But I don't want you just connecting with anybody. I want you to really be thinking about who should I connect? So oftentimes we want those influential um, connection targets. So this is gonna be leaders one or two levels above where you're at today. Um, who are the aspirational companies that you look at? Um, are, is there a wish list of companies that you're interested in working for? Maybe you're following them as competitors in your industry. Who are those decision makers? And the reason I really suggest this is because you want to stay at the forefront of what's happening in your industry, but also seeing what other people are doing. What are those, um, where are they making moves? What are they talking about? 
This is how we stay educated and knowledgeable about our industries and about the topics that we want to speak about. You want to do that. You also can find uh, thought leaders that are in speaking and publishing. Um, you can do um, searches on LinkedIn in regards to finding like TEDx speakers or TED speakers. Um, if there's, you know, uh, individuals that have published books in your expert areas or they're talking about that, those are also ways that we can connect with individuals from that standpoint. So as we expand our network, I mentioned connecting with the influential leaders in your industry, you always want to customize a message. Um, so never just send a LinkedIn connection, just blank. Now you really want to take advantage of that and send a personalized message. Why are you connecting with, with me? What is it that you are looking for? So sometimes what I get a lot is in, you know, connections with no note. And I can kind of figure out, like, is this a person that I do want to connect with? Maybe I don't want to connect with. Um, what is the common ground? So maybe it's an alma mater um, uh, association that you're connected to. Maybe it's a hometown. Uh, there's What is that common ground that maybe you share? Maybe you share a similar um, connection with um, a connection in an industry, things of that matter. What also, you want to be able to provide value to your community and to your network. So make sure that you are sharing insights with your network with no strings attached. Oftentimes, I see people trying to build and expand their network, and we make it all about ourselves. This is where we flip the coin. This is where we flip the message, and we want to make it about that person. We want to get to know that person, and we want to provide value to our network so that, and I'm a big believer of this, as we give, we shall receive, that that is really where we want to um, build and how we want to build and expand our network. We want to make authentic energy, and we want to connect authentically with one another from that standpoint. So it's not enough, you know, these are multiple kind of pieces, um, but the other factor when it comes to LinkedIn is it allows you to establish your thought leadership and to be seen as um, that individual that you want to connect with. So let's talk a little bit about thought leadership today. There's uh, three uh, pillars, uh, content pillars, when I when I talk about thought leadership, and I'm actually part of a group called the Thought Leadership Branding uh, Club, which we do promote. Um, it's a member community, and we talk and we help individuals expand upon their businesses. Um, they're also from their personal branding, but establishing them as a thought leader. Um, our founder is also um, a five-time TEDx speaker. And so we work with individuals to help them develop themselves as thought leaders in their industry. So that's really what the where you want to kind of be, how to be seen as that thought leader is you want to be able to stay on top of industry trends and innovations. So if you're thinking about now, okay, I've you know, focused on my network. Now I've got to start thinking about how do I want to show up? These are kind of some ideas from content standpoint of how to be seen as a thought leader. Again, industry trends and innovations, case studies just demonstrating leadership and experience. And then lastly, best practices based on both experience and data. So you, these are opportunities for you to be, you know, speak specifically on this, but also to share content and to share your knowledge and expertise. 
The other way to be seen um, and to expand your executive presence is to get published. And there's a lot of ways to do this. It does, and some of it is very kind of really low entry level, and others are going to require a little bit of research and connections and networking activities. But you can do guest posting for industry sites and publications, uh, contributing to online journals, uh, LinkedIn newsletters, um, developing, again, developing visually engaging posts for your own profile. Um, that is a great way to start and a very, a very kind of easy way to enter into that field. Um, becoming the expert resource. You want to be known as the person that, hey, I need to go to so-and-so because they are staying on top of the trends. They know what's happening in the industry. And then being able to engage in discussions, sharing your knowledge and wisdom, see if there's podcasts that you can be a part of, because again, you can reshare that as content. The other thing is to get quoted in relevant news articles, which may be, again, industry sites and publications, anything along those lines. Um, and again, it just really kind of depends on where you're at, but don't feel like this is so overwhelming. Like, oh, I'm not a C, you know, I'm not the CEO. Um, that's okay. You maybe are moving in towards that direction, and that's the direction that is going to lend itself for you from a long, you know, this is where you start this process is to be seen as the CEO, to be seen as the person that can curate content to position yourself as a thought leader. So how do we know if this is working? We want to measure our impact. And I want to talk to you a little bit um, today about how do we go about that? So there's a couple of things that I can have you uh, focus on. Now, I will say as a LinkedIn strategist, as a LinkedIn coach, I don't always, I kind of share, look, I think it's important for us to understand the metrics and to look at them, but it's not, it, don't live and die by the metrics um, because there's a lot of things that impact the metrics, but it is good to see what is happening. Um, this can be done through profile views, what are the reactions or comments? Uh, are people sharing your posts? Things of that nature. Um, are you being mentioned? Um, and then also, what is the engagement? Uh, how are you engaging in other people's posts? That's also going to be really important. Not something necessarily you can, um, you know, if you're like me on any given day, I may comment on a post and then come back to the profile platform. So I'm not tracking how many times I've engaged on you know, content on any single day because it's just a little too hard to keep track of, but I do know I'm doing it. And so that's also really good for me to, um, in terms of expanding my presence. And I would say the same for you as well. Um, is our network growing? Is our, um, are we seeing an increase in followers? Are we seeing an increase in the number of connections month over month? Which are, and again, these are all things that I even personally do from the, uh, from the standpoint of being a coach and being seen as a leader in my industry. There's also some other um, in, indica leadership indicators. So for example, uh, job inquiries for executive roles. Uh, are people reaching out to you? As I mentioned at the very beginning, our LinkedIn profiles are 24-7. They're always turned on. That's a powerful tool. Um, but if our profile being optimized is, of course, the foundation, we also can, that's only going to help you for so long. 
And a lot of times people get really confused by that. I'll do somebody's profile and I'll say, yeah, I saw a spike in activity, but then it died. Well, it's like a plant. Um, it's like far, you know, it's like um, uh, tending to a garden, you know, is the best example I always have for this is yes, we've planted the garden. We've, you know, got some, you know, whether it's fruits or vegetables or flowers, you know, it's amazing, but guess what? We got to keep plant. We got to keep tending to it. Otherwise what happens? It dies. And that's exactly what happens with your profile. You've got to keep, you know, tending to it. How do we tend to it? Well, we go back to sharing content. Uh, we go back to engaging in content and growing our network because we want, that's going to get the people coming to our profile. And then if it's fully optimized, then it's going to uh, trigger that conversation of wanting to have, you know, you, you know, that connection and that, um, well, just overall that connection. The other thing that you can kind of see is leadership indicators are, if this is working, is are you getting invitations to speak at industry events? Um, if you're not, don't hesitate to reach out and ask to be a speaker. Um, but again, we want to have that optimized profile and not optimized presence because we want people to say, okay, let me go check this person out. What, what could, you know, they say they're an industry, you know, leader here and they can speak on this topic. Does your profile show that? Oftentimes there's a mismatch. And so if we don't have those aligned, um, then we're missing out on opportunities. The other thing is advisory appointments, uh, appointments to uh, board of directors, things of that nature. So uh, some of these indicators may not necessarily be your goal, but think about what your goals are and then see, track that progress to see, are you getting there? So there's so much more to um, LinkedIn than just it being a job board. Um, there's an opportunity here for you to fully take advantage of and for you to be seen as a leader in your industry and for you to be found. And so I really hope that today um, you're able to um, really able to just see the opportunity. There's so much room here for you to have fun and enjoy this. As I mentioned, this is your playground and definitely um, an opportunity for you to grow and for you to expand your presence on LinkedIn.